You're listening to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking with Julie Hildebrand, half of the brains behind Busy Bebe, an educational and engaging subscription-based busy bags designed to keep little hands and little minds busy. Julie shares tips for engaging kiddos, toddlers, preteens in this period of sheltering at home and provides resources for us to be able to work into our daytime routine. Join us now as we say it Southern with Julie Hildebrand of Busy Bebe. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on Say It Southern. We are so excited to hear about your business, Busy Bebes. 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 Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, interesting to be doing it in this time, but really uh, a good time for parents, I think. It's probably great to be doing it in this time because we are all pulling our hair out about mm-hmm. um, you know what to do, and your subscription bags are kind of the perfect solution to this mm-hmm. Issues. Way so, to keep our busy babies yes, busy. That's right. That's right. So tell us a little bit about Busy Bebe, how it started, where you got the idea, all the things. Sure. Um, so my business partner and I are both educators. We taught fourth grade together for a couple of years, um, and I've taught first grade for uh, more the years than I want to say. Um, and just in the time since I've started teaching, I've no- we've been both noticed that there was a big shift in the attention span of children. Um, it's really hard to keep their focus um, if it wasn't a screen. And so we thought that a lot of it had to, to do with the increase of screen time um, in homes. And, you know, sometimes we have to use it as babysitters because we have a lot of other jobs that we need to do. Um, and so we just really want to do something different with our own children. We both have littles in our home um, and we're really looking for something that would make our lives easier. And so I used to just like pack these giant bags of interactive toys and books and things and take them with us to restaurants or breweries or uh, airplane, you know, wherever we're headed to kind of help my sanity and not feel like I had to give my daughter the iPhone when she started to throw a little fit or whatever it may be. Um, And so I would pack these and Amy and I would, you know, we're frequently together at breweries or wineries, whatever, with our littles. And so her daughter Stella would also play with them and we just came up with this idea of why are we not planning these um, an educational you know bag that would help parents out because everybody needs this it's not just something that we need but um, we could be helping other parents other moms who want something other than a screen or a bag of just randomness so we thought well we can use what we know about education and what we know about kids and make something that's purposeful and going to be engaging and really help grow the child. That's so cool. So you both being teachers, you clearly, you know, the epidemic of screens and kids. (laughs) Um, It it is a hard thing to navigate as parents and to know what our kids are interested in, you know, Mm -hmm. and what they want to take with us when we go to the, I I do pretty good about packing for the car, like for a road trip, but that's kind of it. I wouldn't think to do that at a restaurant, which is brilliant. 
Yes, absolutely. I did it with my first, I would take, because I was so <laughs> we were determined on it. Yeah. not to pull out the phone or take the iPad to a restaurant. So, Famous last words. Yeah. I'll never do that. Never. And now, with the with the youngest, I mean, I've got three girls, and the youngest one, I mean, bless her heart. Like, I'm just like, here, what do you need? Just mm-hmm. TV? Mama's keys. iPad? Phone? Yeah. Keys? Yes. Razor? <laughs> take it. Razor blade? Take it. Here you go. Take it. Take it. <laughs> but I have to tell you, today, so you sent me a bag for our listeners. I opened up the bag today, because I'm homeschooling and trying to work from home right now. And so every morning, kind of our routine, I get the girls on their computers, on their calls, and then it kind of gets quiet. Well, then that's when Stella needs my attention, and I'm trying to get work done. And so I have been so guilty of just turning the TV on and letting her sit there. Today, I gave her her little busy baby kit. And when I tell you she sat there for almost an hour by herself. And y'all, this child does not do that. Never. This never, is the never. child that dumps pancakes are about. Yes. And baby it powder. Off the floor. <laughs> and baby powder out. I mean, the child is a busy baby. She's a very busy baby. <laughs> but it kept her entertained. She was into the book. She pulled out. There's a game with domino cards. She had all the cards laid out. She was sorting them out on the floor. There was a magnetic box. So she'd open all the magnetic pieces and was putting them in the box. I mean, all by herself. And then well, it's still on the floor, but if I was going somewhere, it would be easy to put all together and put it back in the little to-go bag that it came in. It's genius. Well, thank you. That's what we were kind of hoping is just to make life easier because let's be real. We do not have time to go on Pinterest and find all these cute activities and then go and shop for all the different pieces it needs. And then you end up with a ton of extra things because you're, you know, you only needed three animals, but the bag came with 150. So we're just trying to make it easier for parents and put it in a bag that could be a throw and go. It goes in, in your backpack or your purse, whatever it may be. Um, you don't have to write about it. And then it also makes it great for storage. They come in these um, clear vinyl bags that are zipper and everything fits in there. And so you can put them away like in a, you know, a cabinet in your playroom or whatever it may be. And your kiddo can just grab it whenever they need something to entertain themselves. Also that they're clear, they can see what's in it, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, oh yeah, that's an interesting kit. Okay. So When Sarah, you ordered it, did you curate it, Julie, for what she wanted, or did she tell you what her age or kids, how did that happen? So we actually do a subscription service where we have a new theme every single month, Um, and we base our themes on um, childhood favorites or things that we see our kids are really engaged in or kind of whatever is really popular um, in in media, like unicorns or mermicorns, whatever it may be. Um, And so we just try to find things that are really engaging to the kids, but are also still educational. So um, the kit that that Sarah got today um, is our space theme, which will be um, shipped to May. So she got a little extra early preview of it. VIP, VIP stuff. But every kit includes five to seven activities that focus on early childhood development. So every kit's going to include an interactive piece of literature, so something that they can manipulate in some way, uh, might have tabs or wheels, um, things that they can do something with so they're not just flipping through the pages quickly. Um, It'll also include something that's fine motor because those skills are so, so important um, for later when they're writing and and things like that in school. Um, It's also going to include something that's cognitive. So like the dominoes or the cognitive piece where they're thinking about how can I piece these together? Um, It could be a puzzle or a matching game. Um, There's also going to be a steam element because that's really um, important with the careers that are out there now focusing on science, technology, engineering, art, math, those are all just really important um, disciplines. So we try to include something that focuses on that. And then we also have something that's tactile or sensory. So it kind of meets the child in all areas that they're growing in. 
That's so cool. Yeah, because so, a teacher put it together. Uh, right. That makes you feel good, too. <laughs> it does. I mean, especially when they have, like, PBS accredited behind their name. So you're you're accredited with PBS in, in teaching, and how do you – what's what's the deal with that hookup? Yeah, it's actually um, funny. I'm, like, not big screen time at home, but in the classroom, I am a very big advocate for 21st century skills. Um, so I use a lot of technology in my classroom to help my kiddos grow. Um, and I was noticed um, because of that in the district. And then um, they recommended that I apply for this PBS digital innovator program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of just was like, sure, I'll just throw my name out there and see what happens. And randomly I was chosen. Um, and so that was years ago that I started working with them and I've written some curriculum with them and I've done lots of professional development with them. Um, and then they did another round later where they brought back a bunch of their innovators and did like an all-star program. Um, and I was accepted into that, which is really cool. So, um, and I just, I really value what PBS puts out there because it's all educational um, and it's very social emotional. So having like that to work with and um, seeing what they put out has, has been really rewarding as an educator and also as a parent. So if our kids were like eating Special K in the morning before homeschool and we turned on Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, we're, we're, we're doing something. We're batting 100 here, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, Daniel okay. Tiger is like the best thing ever. <laughs> and I, I got like to meet their um, creators, which was like really, really cool. Um, I got to meet the creators of Daniel Tiger at one of our conferences, oh, and I got to meet um, the Wildcrat guys. We love um, the Wildcrats. Um, one of my kids' piece of work that we had done like a whole um, a whole project around one of their episodes, and they made these clay animation um, little animals where they did like an ultimate animal, created something random, and then um, I got to present about it to the PBS conference, and he like took took a picture with it. It was so cool. It <laughs> is. That's awesome. So you were saying that Millie loved it too, though. Yes. And so Millie's how old? Millie's seven. And she was really into it. And she was excited about the book and the sensory, the foam, the glow-in-the-dark foam stuff. I mean, she she's had it all day. Like, she took it from Mil- from Stella. It's gone. <laughs> Poor Stella. She, she also made her own YouTube uh, video about it. Yes, she, she did. It, she oh, loves. that's awesome. That's uh-huh. She thinks she's a YouTuber, so. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> yeah. So when you order this kit, is it really ranging from three to ten, three to seven? Sarah has a fourth grader, a first grader, and then the three-year-old. And I have a fourth grader and a kindergartner. So when we curate them, we think primarily about three to six. That's our age range that we think about. But we've seen kids from two to 13 play with them. So there is a wide range that um, that, that like to interact with them. It's a little bit of something for everybody. Um, in the past, we've also done some bags for older kids. So we did like a steam only bag for seven to 10. Um, that was a big hit. So we kind of branch out and do other things just to keep our brains growing. Yeah. Yeah, we need some of those right now mm-hmm. <laughs> at our house because this homeschooling's not going so well. Um, all right, so now that we're home with these little ones, speaking yes. of. Indefinitely. We're home indefinitely. Yeah. On your website, you posted 20 tips for the littles, like a survival guide almost. For the shelter in place, the shelter in home. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell us, give us some of those. Yes, definitely. So we also have a blog on our website that we just like to give mom tips or um, some of those like Pinteresty ideas. If you are wanting or have some extra time and you want to do something um, different, there are lots of great ideas on there. Um, the tips for home, we all really, really need those right now. I'm home with my 
four-year-old and still trying to do distance learning with my first graders. Um, so always looking for extra things to do. Uh, two of the things that I really, really like on there that I did also in the classroom are Go Noodle and Cosmic Yoga. They're like great, um, get your kids active. Um, so Go Noodle is like um, songs and dances and different things that they can do. And then Cosmic Yoga is um, themed around like Disney and Star Wars and different things like that. So the kids really get into that. Um, we also have some like good ideas of like supporting your local businesses because they're really struggling right now. And so many of them are doing like um, contact free deliveries. So there's like you can, you know, look at your local um, city and see if there's any like cupcake places that are doing like drop off DIY kits or um, there's a place here in Austin called um, Star of Texas and they did like this huge balloon drop where it's like a bag of I don't know like 40 balloons maybe and they tied it to our door and so when my little Maddie opened the door she just about died and they all the balloons like filled up our living room and it was very cool so we linked some things like that um, and then also put in some like newsletters um, for mamas if you're looking for extra activities that you can do and then some other um, Instagram handles that you might want to follow there's one called eat your monsters that turns like pears into the cutest little animals or um, strawberries into like little sushi animals so um, some fun ideas to get food uh, kids interested in food cool if we if we did created our own like sensory play at home okay what are some good ideas of like things that we might have like in our pantry or in the craft closet like what are some things that we could do with our kids while we're sheltered in place now there's so many things that you can do anything from like rice to beans I know that's hard to let those things go right now with the groceries hard to come by you never know when we'll be back at the grocery (laughs) yeah um there's you know sand salt we've painted salt before with just food coloring and you know it's fun and easy um so any of that is great and then you can throw in like whatever you have at home if you have like shells or pipe cleaners pom-poms um plastic flowers, really like anything that you can find that's fun and like tactile for kids. They, they'll find their own way to be imaginative with it and make stories out of it and, and sort them. Um, so, and then you want to throw in something that they can um, do with it. So like buckets, they can fill them or tongs they can like pick up with. Um, so manipulate it in some way. Genius. What about um, audio books? What about resources? I'm just picking your brain because I'm just like, you're just this wealth of knowledge. Um, What are places that we can go or online resources where there's cool things for them to find? Yeah, um, Josh Gad is doing a big book club right now online. He's the voice behind Olaf, um, and he is reading stories to kids. Um, So that's a a fun thing to look up. But you can also do um, Audible has, like, free books for kids right now. Um, So you can go on there, and kids can listen um, to stories from there. I've also um, found that I can – you can record yourself reading a book. Um, And then if you save that to, like, your – to Google Drive or put it on um, the Internet – and save it in the folder, you can hyperlink it to a QR code, print that out and stick it on the front of a book. And then your kiddo can just scan the QR code and hear you reading the story. They can do that independently. So you don't have to sit there and actually read the story to them all day long. I brought a bunch home from my classroom. Um, and my fourth, my four-year-old was like, listened to like five Easter books this morning, just one after another through their QR code. And I sat next to her and worked on my distance learning. And it was amazing. Uh, genius. Okay. <laughs> okay. So break that down in 
layman's terms. <laughs> so okay, so what do we do? You want to go to like any voice recorder, which you could do it on, on a phone, just voice record yourself reading it. And then you would need to save it to an online platform. So like Google Drive, you could just upload it to your drive as a um, audio clip. And then you would go to a QR maker. So like QR generator is a website that you could use. It's free. You would just drop that the link to your audio clip into the QR code maker, press make, and then it would give you your little QR code. You'd print it and stick it onto the front of your book. And then they would just do, use QR scan to, to um, scan it. That, and, you're, and you have a QR scanner on your smart device, right? So yeah, on your iPod or phone. Yeah, there's a bazillion free ones. My, this is oh, genius. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you also do like instructions for making your own grilled cheese? <laughs> <laughs> like instructions for the whole day? This is yes. what your day looks like. <laughs> yes. And then when they come bother you, just, I mean, when they come and ask you a question, right. you just say, oh, please reference the number three <laughs> QR code in the kitchen next to the pots and pans. <laughs> Stick them on like the refrigerator and the bathroom uh -huh. all over the house. <laughs> uh-huh. That is genius. It really is. <laughs> well, and think about how cool that would be too to like, so say you want to like buy your niece a book and then you read it to her. I mean, you know, and you make this and then you send it to, that's genius, Julie. It's been, it's been really great. I use it in the classroom as one of my literacy stations and the kids love it and they're self-sufficient with it. Um, there's so many highly engaging books out there that are just above their reading level, you know, children in general. And so for them to be able to find good trade books that they can still enjoy without having to have someone right next to them makes a big difference. Wow. Yeah, it does. How is it for you teaching online? Um, it's been a challenge. I can say that. I miss my kiddos so much. My first um, Zoom with them, I, I cried when my, my four-year-old was like, Mama, why are you crying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I, I miss my kids. I'm so sorry. Um, so it's, it's been an adjustment for everybody. Um, I'm our campus innovation coach. So I'm kind of in charge of making sure that the technology runs on our campus and that um, people have the tools that they need to be effective. So um, I spent a lot of the past two weeks um, helping build out our platform. We're using Canvas as our distance learning um, program. And we put, to, put together something that looks really great. It's very user friendly. Um, we rolled it out yesterday, and I was really impressed that there was very minimal hiccups. Um, my first graders are using Canvas, which is what I used in college. It's really amazing that they're able to manip manipulate it so well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're submitting, like, their work through text and through videos, and it's been so cute to, like, see the little faces and um, just wish I could love on them. I know. <laughs> I mean, isn't it crazy that we're here? This is what's happening and how we're having to just pivot this whole thing. It's, it's it's sad and scary and so many things and um, I just I feel for all the kids that are like should be graduating this year and aren't going to get to experience that and like our fifth graders always put on this giant rock and roll show it's kind of like a um, talent show and it's like the highlight of the end of the year every grade level gets to go watch it and I'm just like I can't believe that they're not going to get to do that hopefully we can think of something digital to do something similar um, but there's just so many things that kids are missing out on it's really hard. What would you say to the parents who are trying to step in and fill the role of teacher? I think worry about your kids' social emotional well-being first and foremost. Um, they're, you know, we're already so far into the school year. They've made so many gains. Um, I, I wouldn't worry too much academically. I think do what you can do, what's realistic for you and your family, um, and, what, and what makes sense for you guys. How, how do we tap into our fourth grade social 
and what is emotional well-being? Well, that's something that Sarah and I talk about a lot because I have a boy. She is a girl. And um, one thing that we talked about in our last episode is I got Graham just a notebook, and he's kind of been journaling about, like, what the days are like and what we do tomorrow and what we did today and how crazy it is. But how, how do we do that? I think a uh, writer's notebook is, is the best way to go, and they can release so many of their thoughts in a safe and comfortable environment that way. Um, I also think just like listening to them, what is it that they want to do, you know, um, carve out a couple of minutes, 30 minutes, an hour a day, whatever you can give yourself for them. What is it that they want to do? Do they want to do a puzzle? Do you, they want to go outside with you? Do they just need a moment to read by themselves? Um, and just really listening to what it is that, that they need. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. So you're back to your subscription kits quickly. Um, once you subscribe, what's the process? Like, are you linked in to a certain amount of time? Does it last all year? Can you give subscriptions? Tell us the whole thing about getting what you got. Sure. So there's two options. You can do a month-to-month indefinite, um, and you just it's a rolling thing. You can cancel it whenever you like. Um, you just send us an email and say, you know, you need a break or you're done or whatever maybe, and we can cancel it on the spot, no questions asked. Um, or you can do, um, we have a prepaid version. It's discounted, so you get to 10% or 5% off if you do a three-month prepaid and 10% off if you do a six-month prepaid. So that could be um, great if you're just looking for a discount for yourself or if you are a grandparent and you wanted to gift it to somebody or you have a friend that you want to gift it to. Um, so those are both great options. And then you could just resubscribe afterwards if that's what you wanted to do. How much are the kits? So the kits are $37.95, um, and then shipping is $7.95 on them. If you're local, um, you can do a contactless pickup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Pretty re- we try to keep it reasonable for parents because things are expensive. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, couldn't, I probably couldn't have bought everything that was in the kit for that price. The book and the kid and the and the foam and the game and all that. Not to mention what all it would take you to run around oh, town, Lord, getting all that together. Then you'd have add in a Starbucks, <laughs> <laughs> then, right. a, then a trip to get the little beverage for later. <laughs> we have some great brand reps that we uh, have connected with, so we always try to include something from Melissa and Doug because we just you know we value their Love. products so much. Um, we've uh, included some stuff from Mud Puppy. We think their stuff is super cute. And then we have some great um, publishers like Penguin Random and Simon & Schuster. Um, so we've made some really good connections um, to include in our bags. Yeah, I was going to say it was good stuff. It's not just like a little junk bag of stuff. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good stuff. I love it, Julie. And it kept my, my three-year-old entertained. It's <laughs> great. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but now I feel even better about it because – Hearing your backstory, I'm like, this is you're no joke. It's like PBS in She's my like, back. The real deal. That's right. <laughs> but before we let you go, we do like to do a little popcorn round where we just ask you a few questions if you sure. want to play with us. Yeah, go for it. All right. In Texas, in Austin specifically, what is the best thing to do with children? Oh my gosh. Um, there Austin is like the best place to be. There's just so many fun things to do. Um Anything outside, there are so many like restaurants and breweries and wineries and places that really cater to kids. They have like literally giant playscapes at breweries that you can go and like hang out. Um, so it's great for, you can meet friends there, kids can play, the adults can play and everybody has a good time. All right. If y'all are in the kitchen and you're messing around, what's one of the things that we can get our kids involved in cooking that's not going to stress us out? wear them out, you know, that doesn't turn into a meltdown. Successful, like, baking or cooking experience with kids. 
Um, my husband and Maddie like to make pancakes together all the time. That's what they do, like on the weekends. Um, we have one of the little learning towers that she she can like climb in, and it like sits up next to the island, so she's like at level with the island. Um, and they just make all kinds, like pumpkin and blueberry and a bunch of random ones. We found these cute little, um, like they're called magical molds from Williams Sonoma, and there's like a unicorn shape and a. a flower shape and a couple different ones so they make the molds uh or the pancakes out in the same molds and she just loves them and it, it's a good time for them to connect all right since you're a teacher and a parent what is your favorite children's book oh my gosh um probably leonardo the terrible monster it's mm -hmm. a cute one okay and on the flip side of that what is your favorite show to put your kid in front of <laughs> um so her own PBS. Awesome. yes whenever we do get any screen time is all it's between curious george and daniel tiger curious george because of the science elements um and, and math elements and then um, daniel tiger because social emotional and fred rogers who is incredible yes uh, which i have not seen the movie yet mr rogers oh, i know uh, yeah just like cry through the whole thing i don't know if i can <laughs> handle it that's my somebody needs to check in with my social emotional word <laughs> in the middle of this okay last one and we'll let you go tell us the real what did teachers really want as a teacher's gift if we're going back to school and they're welcoming what 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 do they really want is it cash and wine is it a gift card is it something that we love what what do you want um uh, honestly gift cards make life so much easier because you know, we spend so much on, on our classroom and our own kids. And um, so those are really helpful. Things like that um, put all the kids together in one way. So like um, if you would make like a, a canvas with everyone's like thumbprint, like something that's memorable for the entire class is really nice. Um, my room parents and Christmas, or maybe it's my birthday, I can't remember, um, made this picture frame that had, um, a, it included a picture of all of my kids together, and they were all holding a piece of, um, a dry erase board that had one word to describe me, and it was like the sweetest thing ever, and so that sits up on my um, shelf behind my desk, so something like that that, like, encompasses the whole class or gift card. It's a great that's, idea for all yeah. the room moms out there. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. For those of you that volunteer for room moms, we're done volunteering. <laughs> I'm giving up. <laughs> Julie, how do we find Busy Bebe online and on Instagram? Yeah, you can go to busybebes.com. It's B-U-S-Y-B-E-B-E-S.com. Um, we're also on Instagram. It's Busy Bebe's ATX. Um, and we're also on Facebook, Busy Bebe's. So lots of different outlets you can find us in. Well, we will be sure to head over there because you have so many resources and your blog, obviously, too. It's just a wealth of information. So thanks so much for being with us today. We loved meeting you. Sorry we couldn't talk with Amy, but we appreciate your social distancing. And um, <laughs> take care. Stay safe. Thank you guys so much. Thanks. All right, I got to tell you, I know I said this in the interview with, with Julie, but Stella loved this little bag. I mean, and this is a, your child. I mean, I love Stella. You know I love Stella. I mean, I talked to her for 30 minutes the other day yeah. on Zoom. Um, she's a busy. She's a busy body. She really is. So, like, the fact that she liked this, I mean, tell me, did she, like, rip into it? Well, or? when she first got it, she opened the bag up and pulled everything out and just dumped it. And was like, Phew. Yeah. And I thought, I wasn't really sure if she would get it because it was space-themed. And I was like, is she old enough to kind of figure out these yeah, are rocket ships? Is that a boy thing? Yeah. No. She was all in. She loved the book. 
She loved the magnetic board, played with it. I kid you not, it was almost an hour on the floor. Mm-mm. Just by herself. I kept looking at her like, is she okay? <laughs> she swallowed she one of the pieces. anything? <laughs> is she still here? You know? Yeah. She's sticking the uh, outlet. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So I have to say, I think these were would be a great purchase. Well, and just the fact that I loved it when she was like, I mean, we try to grab stuff going out the door. I mean, I don't even be, begin to say that I would be good, Mom, to like make a kit like this. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like try to hit something, you know, that's cognitive and then that's steam appropriate and sensory and, you know, whatever. I mean... Mm-hmm. And people that do take these things to restaurants and do this with their children, it would fit in a backpack. I mean, it's, you know, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect for on the go. And I can just imagine, not in my house, but someone who does a good job of organizing, keeping them all in the packet, you know, zipped up and just ready to go in like a bin in your playroom. So you gra- grab, grab and go. It, grab and go. Mm-hmm. I got to get one of these for my boys. They would like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else are y'all doing at home? Well, you know what I did let Taylor May do, my ten year old? She they have been studying the Civil War. Yes. And she was having a hard time remembering all the battles and like all this stuff and she was talking about it. And then she started talking about how mean the Southerners were to the slaves and it was just terrible. Yeah. And I was like, wait, it wasn't all like that, Taylor yeah. May. Like you're yeah. you're not getting it all. Yeah. So I let her watch Gone with the Wind. Okay. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know, I used to watch it all the time. But I didn't know, I was like, is it going to be over her head? Is this too much? You know, because there's some, like, romance and some, yeah. I mean, Rhett Butler, he was not all that Rhett great to Scarlett. And Scarlett, mm, yeah. she was a, you know. Vixen. Ooh, child. So, what did she think? She loved it. Really? She got so into it. The first half, she loved. She watched the first half twice. Because it's like 18 hours long, right? Yes. How long is it? It's four hours. And there's a good, like, Can 15 Can you fathom minutes. that we watched that when we were little? I mean, <laughs> no, a four-hour no. movie? Yeah. Just keeping my child's attention span for four hours. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it all at one time. No, we watched the first half, and then I made her go to bed. And she was like, she would have stayed up all night to finish the movie. Wow. She got so much, because she had been to a museum in Nashville and seen the Civil War, you know, a corset. Yeah. And so when they when Mamie was tightening Scarlet up to go to the picnic, she was just loved that scene. Aww. She was like, oh, I saw one of those in real life. And, you know, something her teacher had told her about it and just on and on and on. And then when they went off to war, she was like, they're headed to Gettysburg. You yeah. know, she knew all about it. And then even seeing the soldiers and the injured soldiers, and I thought that might be too much because it's kind of graphic. But she was talking about these... Um, how they would go in churches and they would use people's homes and they would makeshift hospitals and mm. they didn't have medicine. So they might have to amputate someone's leg without any medicine or, you know, and just on and on and on. So she was so into this movie. She probably loved the fact that, like, she knew part of the story, you know, yeah, or knew yeah. something that she could, I don't know, contribute. Mm-hmm. And secretly, I loved it. Well, At yeah, the end, she's going can't... back to Tara. I was like, oh, Scarlet, Scarlet. <laughs> Honey, I've been missing you. Go back to Tara. Um, Okay, so do you think Graham would like it? Like, is it too much? Yes. No. Oh, you do? You mm-hmm. don't think it's too girly? I don't think so. Okay. I thought it was neat, and I think he would like seeing, since they studied this, the soldiers yeah. and the, you know, the guns and the cannons and all that. Like, that was really, like, she got into that. So, you grew up here in Jackson. So, you know, I grew up in Savannah, which is Shiloh, Battle of Shiloh. Mm-hmm. We had, you know, the Cherry Mansion was Ulysses S. Grant's headquarters <laughs> in Savannah. Did you ever come to... 
No, I never to Shala, honey. Mm-mm. So uh, there's, you know, cannonballs and cannons, and it's it is beautiful. Like you really do need to take like a bike ride. If anybody's around the Shiloh area, from Jackson, Mississippi to Birmingham to Memphis to Nashville, Shiloh really is beautiful. You know, get a little place, Airbnb at Pickwick, and then come do the Shiloh thing, eat at Hagee's Catfish Hotel. Um, but they have this area that's called the Bloody Pond. Oh, so it's the, high, it's the highlight of every, I mean, you know, when you live right there at Shiloh, you go every year. So at every time, at every field trip, we are like, oh, we're about to do the bloody pond. So they take this dye and dye this, um, like a color, you know, they dye it red and they say, it's still red at the bloody pond. Oh, no. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they still did, but they did it when we were little. They were it's like fresh off, and then there's all these reenactments too, which I know Graham would love. Yeah. I mean, my boys would. Love. I'd be a like, little "Sweet Home Alabama." Yes, um, yeah. Uh, you know, Jason gets all into that stuff. Like, if we're on vacation, he he was the one. He's the one that was like, "Oh, I'd love to see this battleground," and and I'm like, "Okay, no." Snooze. Yeah. I wish I liked it more. You See, know? I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. We've talked about this. I love like the history stuff. Mm-hmm. I can remember going, I, I guess we're driving to the beach or something, stopping like Helen Keller's birthplace oh, yeah, and touring there. that, you yeah. know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. In Alabama, mm-hmm. you got the water pump. Yeah, we do. I had a <laughs> yeah. mini replica of the water pump. <laughs> but you know that there's, speaking of um, things to do with the kids at home, have you seen that website that is uh, virtual, virtual field trips? No. Okay. So there's this website. I'll have to look it up so we can link it in our in our stories. But um, there's a website that you can take virtual field trips and like virtual day trips too. And it's like Antarctica. It's uh, MoMA Museum of Modern Art. It's um, to Scot Scotland. To, oh wow. Yeah. It's all these things. The Egyptian pyramids. Are they, they led by like a like a tour guide kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, but so it's for talk kids. About it? yeah. Yes, but it's for kids. And it takes them through all these different areas and all these. It's amazing. I'll get it because it's truly something that I think everybody Send would love. Send it to me. To. I know what I'll be doing tonight. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, speaking of things that I've sent to you lately, have you checked your email today? Well, I saw you sent me like a recipe or something. I didn't I didn't open it. Are you surprised? <laughs> I did not open the email. I imagine that. You only have 47,000 that you need to open. How many unread text messages have you got to right now? Let's, Let's just look. Let's just check it for the people. Check in. So we'll know. I don't know. You've been home. You might be managing this a little bit better. Well, let's find out. Let's see. Oh, oh, only 204. 204 only, text messages. 204 text messages unopened. I'll leave that right there. Group text. Let me just say that. Let me throw that out there. Okay. So anyway, I emailed you because, do you remember like, I'm talking about OG old school, like chain letters? Yes. Yeah. All right. So I got an email chain letter today. <laughs> That was like a recipe exchange. And so it was called quarantine cooking at the top. And basically it's the whole, remember the chain letters? Yes. You write your name at number one and you send three letters to her. And then you, did you ever do that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is recipes. And so today I was like, you know what? I'll do that. And I really felt my age too doing that. But yeah. um, So I sent it out to 20 people. (laughs) So I wouldn't have a curse on my house. That's right. You don't want that curse. <laughs> Whatever it is. Corona curse. And so uh, I sent it. But I've already gotten like five emails, recipes. That, the fact that you're excited about this does 
say that you're old. That's what I'm saying. But Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times have I like gone to Instagram like, what can I cook? I'm so tired of cooking. I can't cook another thing. I am done cooking. Well, see what? Okay, so this Mm -hmm. is inspiration. It is good. So today I got one that was like a buffalo slider, buffalo chicken slider. Well, I had a rotisserie chicken that I needed to do something with, so I dumped it all in the crock pot. There you go. Done and done. We're getting ready to do a puzzle swap. Start swapping everything with your neighbors. And now you better lie solid. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> so how did you how did you do that? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but we're getting ready to just everybody takes a puzzle that they've already done, Lysol clean it, whatever. Yeah. And you just drop it off, swapping them around. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. Have y'all done a lot of puzzles? We've done two big puzzles. Okay. We're like, still in the middle of our first one. Like we I can't get the boys motivated. Well, the one that we thought was gonna be easy and quick ended up was a nightmare. Like Brock and I were both like <laughs> Okay, I'm going to finish this puzzle tonight. <laughs> and I'd be like, you leave me alone. Let me work on it. And yeah. then he would do the same thing. Like, just give me a minute. Just let me see if I can get it get it done. Well, that's a good idea. I mean, same thing with books. So Graham's a reader, loves to read. He was looking for something about, you know, we're studying more about the Nazi invasion of Germany. And so he was like, Mom, I got to have, you know, the sticky notes and all the stuff for the reader's workshop or whatever. And so I, I just put out an all call to Facebook last night. And I said, we're looking for this book if anybody has it in the Jackson area. And so, sure enough, there were like two or three people that had it. Well, then somebody texted me today and goes, okay, can we do a book swap? I saw you got the book. Mm -hmm. Can we do a book swap in the next couple of days? And I was like, yes, because, I mean, we don't have the school library. We don't have a library card. If you can't find it on, you know, Kindle or, I mean, you're out. Yeah. Basically. And um, so I'm like, how many times can you read Diary of a Wimpy Kid? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's only so many things he's doing. So, um, yeah, just getting creative mm-hmm. for things like that. I wish we could do a kid swap right now. Imagine I would love that. to like trade out kids with somebody for a day. Are your kids... I think I'd be better. Like I think if I could have a break from mine and take yours, yeah. I'd be all about schooling them and oh, yeah. like helping them. Me and uh, Millie would be in here setting up a studio. That's studio. right. That's right. They would probably enjoy the break just as much as I would. <laughs> um, I have seen funny stuff though about like the recipe chain and the... Things like that. I did see a meme that said, oh, this all happened because I didn't, I broke the letter chain or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't forward that message to 400 people. Um, but have you seen the one that's basically like, okay, look, I understand that you have this like way, these math boxes that you're supposed to multiply and you did, but they're like, no, this is school of carry the one, baby. <laughs> carry the one, cursive writing. Yeah. <laughs> all the things. I mean, just everything that we grew up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, it's like she said, though. I mean, you're to this point that you've done, that we've got the majority of schooling under their belt. Like, we just need to do the best we can and focus on their, you know, like she said, social and emotional well-being. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep keep them reading and writing. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to worry about all this math and just, just, it's busy work. Yeah. And I don't got time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just don't want to fool with it. Right. Well... She's got the perfect tool for things that we don't have time for or what to do. I mean, they sit down and they're happy doing the kit, like mm-hmm. what you said, Stella and Millie were. And you can feel good about, you know, who's behind these kits. No like joke. A PBS thing? Yeah. That was incredible. Oh, I know. You should read her bio. It's unbelievable. Her all these certifications, the letters. You know, the more letters behind your name, the more real deal you are. <laughs> She's the real deal, then. You got PBS behind your name. You're, mm-hmm. you're serious. Well, that was a good interview, and I think we need that. We need all the tips and tricks and advice we can get at this time. Exactly. All right. Thanks for listening to Say It at 7. We'll see you next week. Bye.